Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Dr. Alicia Thompson, Superintendent, Wichita Public Schools. Welcome to Issues 2019, Dr. Thompson. Thank you for having me. Nice to have you with us. You became Superintendent of USD 259 July 1st, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. That's just about a year and a half ago. How do you like the job so far? Well, I love my job. Um, I love working on behalf of kids, and 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 I have been doing a lot of listening over the last uh, eighteen months, um, listening to our parents and business leaders, and just kind of understanding a little bit from this seat. You know, you've been in district a long time, but sitting in this seat is a whole nother ball game. So, just listening and trying to seek to understand what are our customers and what our students need from us. And now, I'm going to take you a little bit out of the out of the, 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 the to another place here for just a second, because this week we've had some news. Uh, two really big school districts with teacher strikes. L.A. had one, mm-hmm. huge, and they got that settled. And uh, it looks like Denver's had one this week, too. Uh, do you see any trends going on? Are, are the teachers getting restless out there? Do you know anything? Uh, well, uh, for as, us, we're probably doing all right. But. For us, we're, we're, we're doing really well. Um, that's the importance of continuing to have conversations with your employees to make sure that they have everything that they need in order to be successful in their job. So I think that line of communication is very critical in, in keeping uh, a great working environment for all staff. Half of the school year is behind us. Mm-hmm. What are your highlights from the first half? Well, it's been a great start. Um, We've rolled out our strategic plan, um, and this is the first strategic plan that we've had in a long while. And it's uh, empowering our kids to dream, to believe, and to achieve. I know a lot of you have seen those hashtags out there. Um, We've had the opportunity to create an early college academy this year uh, where our kids will graduate with 60 college credit hours, so we'll start that up in the fall. We've had the opportunity this year to start our Bryant Opportunity Academy, our pilot with our mental health uh, association, um, the partnership we have there. We have our new base program for, for our young men and our middle school football league. So we've just had a lot of cool opportunities uh, for this year. Middle school football league? Yes. Are you kidding me? No, You're just we love 50 years too late club. for me. Yeah. Oh, man. You can still come back. <laughs> we did uh, We did it outside the schools, but we did have the – That was when I was in ninth grade, it was the first year we had tackle football, but oh. it wasn't within the schools. This is going to be fun. Yes, awesome. It's going to be fun. The Kansas legislature back in session. Uh, what would you like to see the lawmakers accomplish regarding K-12 education in the state, Dr. Thompson? Um, we, we're just pleased um, to have a governor that supports education. Um, and so we're just excited that they will, we, we may not be looking at any cuts. We've had cuts for the last eight years. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, not worry about that and just focus our energies on making sure that we're pr- providing our students and teachers what they need. Several conversations with your predecessor. It seems like uh, doc, Dr. Allison and I were talking about cuts the last yes. few years. It's been, we've They've been cutting at you for a while. Yes. Uh, Kansas lawmakers and the courts are struggling with school financing for several years now. Um, 
Are you optimistic about progress this time around on financing? Um, I am optimistic. Um, we have had the opportunity to review the governor's proposed budget, and uh, that gives us hope. You have taken up a school district in which I know it's like the largest uh, within the middle part of the United States. How many kids you got to school? What's your, what's your enrollment numbers? This oh, we're year? over 50,000 as always, so we're steady Eddie with the fi- over 50,000 students. It hasn't fluctuated much? And like you got oh, 53 down to 52? Steady. No, we, yeah, about that, yep. Stay in that 50-52 range. Are you stealing any kids from Goddard and Mays and places like that? Oh, well, I mean, you know, there's plenty of kids to go around, so (laughs) none of us are in a shortage. (laughs) Now, one of the unique things, not unique, but uh, largely unique things about the Wichita School District is uh, you got a lot of kids with two languages, a lot of non-English speaking homes. Talk about that for just a little bit with us, will you please? Um, yes, we have 105 languages that are spoken in the homes of our students, and they come from 97 countries of origin. So uh, we always say the wall, the world walks in our hallways, and so uh, we do have a large number. Yeah. How do you deal with that? What do you What do you do? I mean. That seems like that might be a big problem in the classroom. Well, it's a challenge. However, you know, we have our amazing staff that works with our newcomers' classrooms, uh, which our non-speaking students are in, and we are able to make sure that we give them those basic things that they need so that they can transition in uh, with the rest of the students uh, as they move along. And you're talking about, uh, I'm not talking about... Uh, a racial diversity here, mm-hmm. but a diversity of cultures yes. coming in, and, and uh, you you can't just deal with two or three different ones now. That you got is a lot of them, correct. but you can't cater to every kid. Yes. What do you got to do? Just, we got to we got to meet the we need we meet the needs of all. What about of our if kids? I'm a Hungarian Absolutely kid? I'm, I'm going to be a Hungarian kid, and uh, you and be, we're going to value and re- respect that, and and actually learn from you. Actually, that's a great experience for our kids to uh, have all those diverse uh, cultures inside of our school district uh, for students to be exposed to. You know, and I never thought about that, but you're right. If you could if, if you could break some some parents in and people like that uh, from different cultures, you could have some interesting, very interesting sessions. Absolutely. Do you get the parents involved that way? We do. We do involve our parents. Uh, again, with the language barrier, we actually have translations and have opportunities. Even in one of my listening sessions, we had translations going on, so the parents had the opportunity to engage with us. You know, I've heard some of the kids today, and the way they talk English, I need to come. <laughs> they use. We're going to keep working on it. They use, they use terms I'd never heard of before, and some of them been pretty bad. But you know, I'm not your fault anyway. Uh, so when you've got all these kids coming in there, and all these different, uh, all this diver- very diversified uh, uh, population that you have, uh, and it's, it's got a day-to-day challenge for us. It's got to be. Um, but you're dealing with it, you think, huh? Uh, have we completed all the improvements called for in the bond issue of 2008? And, we get, you know, and by the way, some of the improvements have got my high school, whew, night and day. Uh, have we completed all of them now? Uh, yeah, we have completed. We've wrapped up the 2017 uh, bond construction, and about uh, we are, um, it was about $654 million, and we are complete. Uh, and by the way, my husband wants to give you a shout out. He's a West High pioneer too. Well, so yes. And he knows that in the old days we didn't have glass outside the swimming pool. Yes. <laughs> he walks around in amazement. <laughs> it's. I've been over there to visit, and I I get lost. Yeah. 
That would have to have. It, it, if I were a student at West, I'd have to have a GPS on me. So the, it's, it's, but the principal had a way of finding me. It's a great place. Well, yeah, they'll find those ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these improvements, though, have been just marvelous. I mean, uh, as a person who grew up in Wichita, went to USD 259 schools uh, uh, for Hadley and, and, uh, and West, I'll tell you what, the improvements, long overdue, I suppose, but just having air conditioning in the schools, it's amazing. You got, amazing. You, you've got some, these kids are going to, I don't know if they appreciate it or not. They're going to, to school in some nice, nice places. Absolutely. For just a, a little bit, let's, let's just sidebar a little bit and talk about Southeast. Mm-hmm. Because when, when they, when the, this wasn't your call, but when they decided to put Southeast, f- the new school, further out, that seemed like, well, it was very controversial at the time. Uh, but the population was shifting out that way. How's that worked out? Is, is everything okay over at Southeast? Not that I care. I you know, Southeast is not on my agenda. <laughs> well, it's on my agenda. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and actually, you know, anytime that you do a move of that magnitude, there's going to be some hiccups and some bumps and some bruises along the way. Um, but Southeast actually is doing great. Uh, we uh, actually have seen uh, them to stabilize themselves. Uh, we actually have begun to see uh, the transportation kind of was one of the controversial things, and we yeah. worked on partnerships there to try to make sure that we have the appropriate transportation to get our kids to and from the reliable transportation. It's, it's great. So we are really excited about uh, how they're moving and how they're growing and the things that are happening out at Southeast. The so. former Southeast School, and that, that's your administrative offices? Yes, you is, should come visit us. Is that where you have your office? Yes. Is it pretty nice? I mean, you got good furniture and everything yes, in there? Yes, and we even have lockers in the hallway. You should come check you us out. Your own we lock, have lockers. Your own yeah, locker? We do. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, <laughs> what do you, I, I know the only reason they put you guys over there is you're close to that Mediterranean food place there for lunch, right? Yes, we could just walk right across <laughs> the street. <laughs> what about, let's talk a, bit, a little bit about uh, technical training, uh-huh. That's including computers. Uh, what kind of training are the kids receiving on that, the students? Uh, well, that's uh, we have some great CT, uh, CTE programming. Because we to have, me, this is what's going on right now in the workplace. Absolutely. And they had better be savvy. Absolutely. Most of them are, the 10-year-olds are more savvy than I. Absolutely. But what are you guys doing to take advantage of that? Yeah, we we've actually have now 25 pathways that we offer for our kids, and, and we have uh, – seven career clusters, and some of the cool things, 32% of our students take some type of CTE training uh, before they they leave us. But what we have been doing is really building those pathways uh, through the, we have an aviation pathway. That's really a cool new thing that we, I didn't mention that earlier, uh, that we are the first uh, school district in the state to uh, have a a full-blown aviation pathway that starts at the ninth grade. Uh, We are really excited about some of our IT programs that are pathways that are developing. We have coding classes going on in elementary schools, middle schools. Uh, We have our Northwest High School, the feeder pattern there. They're working on Google, uh, all of those things. So we have a pretty robust uh, CTE programming uh, as a relationship. CTE meaning? Career Technical Education. Okay. Because you're, you're losing me here already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when you say a pathway, what does that mean? Does that well, mean the courses are fashioned to move in a direction? Yeah. They still get the, the reading, writing, and so forth, though, right? Absolutely. It's like a magnet school within the school, then maybe? Uh, a little you, bit? Well, you could kind of say that. Well, okay. what, what it is, it's really a pathway for students to get to an end. Uh, you know, 
for instance, we can talk a little bit about our aviation pathway. So students start at the ninth grade, and they're taking classes that prep them to be prepared to be able to go into a career right when they graduate. So when our students graduate from some of these pathways, we'll have our first one at the uh, in this May, where we'll have kids that will graduate from a CTE program. Um, from high school, they'll get their high school diploma. They'll get a certification in some kind of uh, patent of an aviation industry pathway, a certification, and then they will move into a job. So we call that a pathway to an end of something. And we also have pathways to go to college. So again, we have many different pathways that kids can take to the their end of their of their preference. Well, timing seems pretty good with the spirit opening up about twenty five hundred jobs that maybe yeah. some of these kids can grab. We're, we're and those hope, are good jobs. We're hoping. Yeah. We're hoping. Tell us, uh, tell us about uh, student performance on test scores. How are okay. we doing on that? Student test scores are pretty steady. We're making improvements. Um, one of the cool things that we are have been working on and that we're starting to uh, see some improvements, some significant improvement is through our graduation rates. Uh, we are now at 74%, uh, which is up more than 17.3% since 2010. And so we are really excited about that. We have some new programs that are in place this year, so we, we see that number continue to improve. We're having, uh, we have learning centers at all of our high schools to help our students to make up credits so that they don't get behind. And we're not just waiting until they're at the 11th and 10th grade. We're working at the 9th grade level so that we ensure that we don't leave any of our kids behind. We've opened reopened up our Town East Learning Center uh, where we have already 20 students uh, last semester graduate through the Flex uh, Diploma Programming. And so that's, again, some of the additional funding that we received. That's some of the things that we were able to put into it's place. It's interesting. With everything you've told me in the last uh, 12 minutes, uh, it, it just flies in the face of everything that, that happened when I was a kid. And probably you, one size fits all, take or leave it. Yeah, yeah. You know, nothing but spaghetti on the menu. Yeah. And Our it, community it, told us loud and clear, you know, you know that we wanted those pathways. They, you okay. know, they always say, you know, when I was doing all, all that listening, they said, you know, are you always talk about go to college, go to college, go to college. Well, you know. Our WSU Tech is a college. Our mm. kids need other kinds of ways to be able to be successful beyond that. That, And so we've really taken that to heart, and we're moving forward to support our students in that way. And you're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Dr. Alicia Thompson, Superintendent Wichita Public Schools, for just a second talk about magnet schools. Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of choice for these uh, students in Wichita. Well, tell me about magnet schools. Well, magnet schools is another opportunity to provide our community with choices. Uh, best ways, of, a lot of parents look at different things, how their kids learn, the interest that their students have, and being able to place them in a school where those things will be, uh, those skills and those interests are, um, are, are celebrated and kids are able to explore. How many magnet schools do we have? Was it eight? Uh, yeah. We have... Uh, 42. 42. Where have I been? 24. Listen 24. to me. I'm looking over here. 24 <laughs> magnet school programs. Whatever. 42, 24. It is 24. This, and and they're wonderful. Lot. 24 yeah. is great. We yeah. have a great a, a good You have number. different, uh, you know, and again, when you get into those magnet schools, it's not, you're narrowly focused on only what the magnet is. You've got, you get all the other stuff as well as you, as you go in a magnet situation, right? That is correct. Oh, okay. That's correct. Uh, you know, from time to time we hear criticism that more money should be spent in the classroom mm -hmm. and not as much on other things such as administration. Yeah. How do you answer that? I know you yeah. get it from time to time. What do yeah, you say? Yeah, we do get that from time to time. But what we can say is that um, we are the fourth largest employer in the region and 87.2% of our dollars are spent directly supporting students. 
I know people talk about that administration costs and, you know, we have 11 percent. You can it's not a secret. It's on any of our, you know, um, any of our you can get it online anywhere. Mm, sure. 11 percent of our budget is, is administrative costs. But over half of that is directly with building administration. And so the building administrations directly support students as well. Uh, so we, are, we we really feel like uh, we uh, are very transparent and open and that we uh, definitely are spending our dollars directly impacting students. And you've got a, an institution like any other uh, where you've uh, you got insurance costs, you've got you to paint the building every now and then, and there are other costs. Every now going. and then we need to yeah. keep up those buildings because sure. we don't want that 2000, <laughs> the bond issue things to be, you know, we, so we do definitely spend money there too yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk about teachers. Uh, yep. I, I know that's one part of education. USD 259, are we attracting and retaining enough teachers and the right kind of teachers, you think? Well, we are uh, doing all that we can to recruit and retain our teachers. Of course, we do the normal job fairs and all the grow-your-own-teacher type deals. But one of the cool things that we've just started is a pathway, again, to teaching. Um, so we have our high school students that will graduate from high school. Those students, will we, we would hire those uh, qualified individuals uh, to become para-educators in our school district. So they keep them in Wichita. Keep them work, keep them going. They'll become paras, and then they go to our uh, partner school with us that we are doing our PAT, which is a parent uh, para apprentice per training program. And they then would go to school in the evenings, work during the day, go to school in the evenings, and then eventually graduate and become teachers in our school district. So that's one of the cool things that we'll be starting up in the fall. Uh, to begin to uh, not only attract our students to, into education, but to keep them here in Wichita. That's important to us as well. What's the biggest challenge in attracting young people to become an educator? First of all, they know, oh, I'm not going to make much money, right? Yeah. But what are the other? You know, and, and just the, the you know, you, as you talk to teachers, it's just a lack of support uh, from, 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 from people that, you know, uh, may not enough respect for what they really do because they really are – very, very important people. Uh, they create our next generation of workforce. And so uh, they just would like to be recognized and appreciated for some of that as well. Now, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second and tell you something that uh, Police Chief Ramsey, I talked to him from now and then, and the police officers today, they have to do so. They are not only a law enforcement officer, they're a social they have to know uh, they're a social worker. There are yes. so many aspects yes. to what they're doing now yes. that are not covered by other people. And the same for teachers. I mean, a lot of those problems at home come right into the classroom, don't they? That is absolutely correct. Yeah. That is absolutely correct. What does uh, what impact does social media have on Wichita's picture, uh, entertainment, uh, education picture? What's the impact of social media? Well, um, we think it's an excellent way for us to share all the cool things that our kids are doing and our teachers are doing in our schools. Um, it's an excellent way for communicating to our families, especially when the weather is bad. True, and yeah. We need to get information out there fairly quickly. Um, so we, we think that it could be used as a, as a it's, positive Is it resource. being disruptive, though? That's what I'm saying. In the classrooms? In the classrooms? Yeah, anything like oh, that. Oh, no, we have all kinds of ways to distract oh, that. Oh, you deal with uh, that. How are, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we make sure that. But, however, technology is, you know, kids have devices that they can use. We use the teachers use phones for ways to help sure. use a tool to help uh, teach. And so uh, it can be a positive thing as long as you have the appropriate measures in place to ensure that that happens. What are the aspects of the, of course, of the uh, the school bond issue was making uh, 
Uh, every school has a safe room for weather and so forth. But what are, are the teachers, teachers and uh, students, are they safe, would you say, in the Wichita schools? Yeah. Are they safer there than on the street? Probably are. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of our kids will, will tell you that, and our, our students will too. And the data that we collect on our surveys overwhelmingly shows that our students uh, and our families and our staff feel safe. Um, some of the cool things that we've done is, we, I mean, safety is our top priority, and you know we sure. work on that every day, all day. That's, that's part of what we do. Um, we, we have some really, we actually have written some grants. That's actually part of our strategic plan. So we've written a lot of grants to continue to keep our facilities the way we need them to, to be so that we continue to have safe. We have our uh, uh, resource officers that we have in all of our high schools, which are really pretty cool. We just launched a new Speak Up program. Um, so that kids have the opportunity to, to say something, see something, and say something. And that has been very, very uh, beneficial to us. Um, so we feel as if we have some of these, and we don't just feel like it, we have data to show that we have some of the safest schools uh, in, in, in Wichita or in the, in the country, I would say. Let me talk about, let's talk about a little bit about meals and nutrition. Uh-huh. Um, tell, just tell me about that. What yeah. kids getting enough good chow in there? You think? Uh, we serve over forty six thousand meals a day. <laughs> so they're eating, and they're all good. Uh, they're all good. <laughs> they're eating. They tell us about ourselves when they're not. So uh, they're yeah. eating. Um, so we have um, we one of the cool things that we've started is our second chance breakfast program, uh, where our kids get a grab and go breakfast after the first hour during their passing period. And so uh, the state had a goal of increasing the participation in that. And in some of our middle schools, we've seen between a 7 and 59% increase with that particular model. And at our high school, our daily participation has increased from anywhere between 11% in some schools, 88%. Mm-hmm. And so we know that if children um, aren't fed and they don't have their tummies full, uh, then it's hard for them to learn. So Another thing, know that. Dr. Thompson, bringing a you know, kid might come from home where they haven't had a meal for a day or two. Yeah. And lots of some homeless kids, too. you got homeless correct. kids going Absolutely. to school. Uh, we're nearly out of time. I just want to talk a little about uh, how important parental involvement is in a child's education. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it's extremely, extremely important. Um, you know, I think uh, the success of a child depends on two people, two parts. It's the school and it's the family and, of course, three prongs. It's the community as well. But I do believe that parent involvement is very, very important, and we do all that we can to try to uh, make sure that we're partners with them um, and not adversarial. Did you have a favorite teacher when you were young? I did. Nancy Garvey. Nancy Garvey. Miss Nancy Garvey. What did she teach? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. <laughs> not a teacher. That's a babysitter. No, she's a wonderful <laughs> teacher. She's fantastic. <laughs> and I still see her and visit with her today. Does, so she's did, great. did they have nap time when you were in kindergarten? Yeah, uh-huh. but I don't think I napped. You didn't? No, I was busy. I was probably picking at mm. the floor. I had nap time in high school. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> English. Oh, no, usually, I wouldn't think Usually that. during Shakespeare, which I could not understand. <laughs> so why not take a little snooze right there? Yeah. Okay. How, many, uh, how about mentors in your education and professional life? Anybody that when you started out being a teacher that helped you a lot? Yeah. Um, Billy Breckenridge, uh, he was a, an administrator uh, that I, I, when I first started teaching, and I just really admired the way that he had a focus of all students and how he took care of his staff. Uh, those things uh, are instrumental in how I lead today uh, mm. because I just believe that our people are our greatest resource. 
and um, you make sure that you're listening and engaging and including them in the process, and there's nothing you can't do. Here's your chance to make a sales pitch. Why should a young person want to be a teacher? Why? Yeah. Because you make a difference uh, in the lives of students and not that, just your community as a whole. Because, again, your responsibility is so massive. It's to create the next workforce uh, for our community, and um, that that is huge. It seems like a lot of responsibility. Yes, it? yes, and it's rewarding because when those kids come back uh, years later and they recognize you and they remember you and, and they talk about all of the things that you did to impact them, it's huge. Is there any person in the USD 259 that, uh, that you really don't like and you'd like to discuss right now and name them on the radio? Um, <laughs> let me think <laughs> no, about it. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm testing you to see how diplomatic you've become uh, well, over the past year yeah, and a half. Well, sometimes you lose it. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time with us. And there's a lot of responsibility with those 50,000-plus kids out there. Yes, and we sir. appreciate the job that you and all of our educators do Absolutely. here in Wichita. Our guest is Dr. Alicia Thompson, Superintendent Wichita Public Schools. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. We will be back next week. And thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 